welcome to the Countdown Podcast. This week we're going to do a little something for you. We're going to compare House of the Dragon with Rings of Power. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Straight to it then for this review of the two first seasons of these prologue TV shows. Mm-hmm. The Rings of Power being the prologue to Peter Lord Jackson's of Lord of the Rings trilogy and I guess the Hobbit trilogy. And House of the Dragon being the prologue to Game of Thrones set a couple hundred years before that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go through the vital statistics because you know. What I am instead going to say mm. is this. Yeah. We will be spoiling both shows, the entirety of the show. Whole thing. From the outset. This is your warning. If right. you want to watch these shows or you've not yet to finish watching these shows. Either of them. Fair enough. Totally understand. Please hit pause. Come back after this moment once you have to determine what we determine to be the superior show, which we'll do as well as give our final scores for both of these first seasons of these very much anticipated and very, well, heavy expectations That's right. show. So, Spoiler City, you have been warned. All right, here we go. And with the spoiler sound from the get-go, we never do this, but here we are. You can't handle the truth! And the truth is, well, people have a preference between one or the other of these shows. Is this what you're finding on the line? Yes. Or in general? Did a bit of research. People seem to be very, you know, you get a lot of passionate... Tolkien fans, you mm-hmm. get a lot of passionate George R. R. Martin, fat cunt, lazy extraordinary <laughs> fans, and they tend to support whichever product they like more. Now, I'm no different. I'm not pretending for one second that I fall outside the realm of that, but I've tried to give this fair thrift in terms of my reaction to both these first seasons. When we first reviewed these ones after mm. two, three episodes of each, I think, yep. I said I was enjoying House of Dragon more. You said you're enjoying Rings of Power more. That's right. Let's see whether that held up. Now, Wayne. What's the first thing you want to say about uh, which one of these shows? Do you want to target one or the other? Do you want to compare as we go along? What's what's your way? Um, why don't you tell me what you think the best of each show was? What are the best things? What are the things you liked about, okay. let's say, let's start with Rings of Power. Rings of Power, the best thing about it is how beautiful it looks. Yes, the production, right? Yeah, the production value on it. Although I've seen a few criticisms online about some of the costuming being sort of out of whack and not correct. Like, why are the elves who've not been at war for hundreds of years all wearing armor when they're on the ship back to... Because they're on a from. ship. It's a battleship. Makes sense. Be on the ship. No, when they're going back home, why are they all wearing armor? It's a really good point. Sometimes it's cool. Because <laughs> if that ship sinks, you're drowning if you're wearing armor. But anyway. Actually, they hadn't had that Mithrin stuff yet, so it's not like it's a feather and strong as a fucking thingy. So perhaps you're right. Anyway, that's just a small thing that I noticed. It looks cool, everyone. That's yeah. why. Yeah, absolutely. Other than small bits and pieces here and there, you can see the money which is sunk into Rings totally. of Power. The sweeping shots, the grandeur of it all. This is the highest of high, high fantasy. And Amazon have spared no expense in terms of bringing that to our TV screens. And I really appreciate that. Why wouldn't they? They have Amazon Word Services, which makes more money than God. And this Amazon Prime is just like his side project. So he's got lots of money to do this. So fair enough. So that's the best thing I think about Rings of Power. Would you agree? Yeah, I think the best thing about Rings of Power. This is the thing that I get from Rings of Power, okay? It's this beautiful tale. Okay, it's this sort of like, I guess a little toothless by comparison in terms of how, because it's such a, uh, it's sort of a PG affair. Oh you know? yeah, for sure. And so as a result, you can go hard on the on the on the on the beauty and all of the sort of thing. I I love all of the performances. I think Galadriel's tight. I think uh, <laughs> I think that the 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 problem with it is that it's. It's well, not the problem, but the actual story. The nature of the story is not hard hitting so much as it is expository. It's like look at all this stuff that happened before. Look at what fucking you know. What's his name? What's Hugo Weaving's name? Whatever his name is, um, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Him as a young man looks like Elrond. this. Elrond, right? Sorry. He was a young man with this, and he was an idealistic diplomat. Do you think kind he of. looks like? Side note. 
Looks like Doogie Howser. Yes! <laughs> I was sitting there going, who is this guy? He's not really on face. He does look a bit <laughs> like fucking <laughs> Barney. He's like a slightly wider. Yes, yeah. yes. And I think he does a great job as well because I feel like he's a, a wise sort of young... I, he's probably 100 years, 200 years old for an elf or whatever, but like he's, you know, the young version of that. So you're seeing Galadriel and him. By the way, if elves live forever, shouldn't she look exactly like Kate Branchlet? But never mind, never mind. I, I, I think they don't live forever. They live a very, very, no, very, very long life. No, elves Really? Always, they live forever, but they can be killed in battle. That's ah, the deal. Okay. Which is why... Yeah, an, so that much I pay attention. That's why an elven warrior is such a legend, because he's giving away his, his the chance, chance of his mood, yeah, immortality. Yeah, a fucking legend. So okay. that was cool. So seeing all of those things and the fact that I think because you were very strange idea live forever you just age to be twenty five and you just stop Uh, unless it's Kate Blanchett in which case yeah forty or maybe thirty five I think I think in that instance you're trying to yeah you were just giving uh, allocation for the fact that we've got a different actress however she doesn't look unlike Kate Blanchett she looks just just a younger I don't know sure whatever that's fine that that kind of stuff doesn't bother me yeah it doesn't bother me doesn't bother me doesn't bother me I would say, though, that that's um, the things that happened in Lord of the uh, Rings of Power. The cool things like, for example, when the Mithril or whatever, they're mining for the Mithril and the Dwarf King goes, nah, they can't have it, fuck you. And everyone's like, yo, what the fuck, man? These are my elf friends. What the fuck? Right? And he's like, exactly what they said. said. And he's like, fuck you. And then like he kind of throws it, and then you see this 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 bit where like the, the they show underground the Mithril mine, and the very bottom is a fucking Balrog. I was like, oh, didn't expect that. There's a fucking Balrog. Maybe the fucking king knows something. Ah, fuck. Right? <sighs> yeah, so that's a bit cool. Well, you, you see a Balrog. Balrog does nothing. Well, that's the thing. They're obviously setting up for whatever. I right? know. Now, the other thing is, now this is what gets me, all right? The big hook thing about motherfucking Lord of My Ring is <laughs> that you see that cracker from the stars, right? Comes down, got a beard, looks like Gandalf. And we're mm. like, oh, it's Gandalf. But Paul, it's not Gandalf. It's motherfucking Sauron. And that was a big thing for me. I was like, yo. Wait, wait, wait. It's not Sauron. The human king cracker was... Oh, sorry. The human king yes. cracker was Sauron. <laughs> Halbrand. But for a second, I thought the, that motherfucker was Sauron. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> at the start of the last episode, they give you that moment where the three, whatever they are, yes, race yes, things right. go like, you're our lord Sauron. Right. Boom, now, into credits. Now that I shot my pants at. But then when you find out that the human king cracker is Sauron. Mm-hmm. That was another double blind. I thought that was particularly good as an ending to a show because I'm like, I really didn't expect him to be Sauron. Also, this changes the entire thing. Like, Lord of the Ring was, Sauron was the big fucking eye in the tower. Like, that was essentially the eye of Sauron, right? So, yeah. you never really see Sauron in Lord of the no, Rings. you see the big, huge, sort of dark the, the, night the, version. Yeah, looking big, like shadow yes, shit, right? Which, which there's a shot in the final episode of Rings of Power where... The him and Gladiel stand next to each other, and then it does the sort of nice one eighty kind of movement. And you see shows the, yeah, the reflection. The reflection. And there's, there's the reflection of the of the Sauron we, we glimpse in the prologues of yes. of Lord of the Rings. Now, uh, so here's a question for uh, someone like you who knows, reads, and does fantasy. Yeah, I know, but I don't. I'm not a Tolkien expert. No, right. Any stretch of imagination. Uh, so, but the the idea that Sauron is human or was human, he then so he just turns into that big dark. Vader looking motherfucker like, is so. that, is somewhere that how along is? the way yeah. so somehow that happens so the idea that the Sauron guy basically was about to die in, on the water and shit like that and then he hey, was Galadriel and he drowned at that point that would have been it yep but now we know from everything that Galadriel and him were sort of kin oh not kin but like they were, they were, they were together companions and they were fucking fighting together and he saved her life and she's and all this sort of shit it does bring me to a point though which I need to emphasize yeah the worst thing about The Rings of Power, yeah. other than the pacing, yeah. is the writing. Now, what's the problem with the writing? There are so many instances of, why do this? Why do that? Well, this, this makes no sense. That makes no sense. 
Here's one of them. Yeah. If you've got a bloke saying who just happens to be carrying something that says he's the king of the Southlands, don't you do a bit of research when you've got the first opportunity to do so to try and back up his claim? Well, they have no internet. Well, no. No, no. <laughs> no but she's literally in the in bloody the, in the, yeah, library, the library where yeah. she comes back to in the last episode. And I'm like, mm. so you're just taking this at face value. You're the king of the Southlands. Yep. Well, she deduced that. So to her. Yeah, and then he like, went, mm, yep. All right. Well, uh, dumb. Uh, fair, but I'll tell you this, right? According to the show, Galadriel, her brother, is killed essentially by Sauron. Yep. Right? Uh, was it Sauron or the, or the guy before him? Oh, yeah, you're right. It was the guy before him. Mm-hmm. But then the whole thing about that was she's like, I'm now going to not rest until I kill Sauron. And all the orcs. And all the orcs. And the orcs turn out to be corrupted elves. Yes, and it's, which was. <laughs> so a, genocide is Which is was what, a surprise to me. That, 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 I thought for. that was quite good. Yeah. But like. She's very hard to like, Galadriel, this show. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, she's a bit of a cunt. Yeah. Um, but like, what's 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 weird about it is like, so she then spends two hundred years looking for Sauron. She's basically women you date and don't get past first date with arrogant and and all assuming because she's an elf and I'm carrying on this war that no one else is carrying on. Everyone get behind me because I'm an elf. Fuck off, El- Galadriel, just because you're the king of the elven army. Oh no, no, she's very like she's she's like she should be called Karen Ariel. <laughs> she's like, she's very entitled. Um, <laughs> She is. Um, no, she is. She's she is. very hard to like. The longer the show went, the more I was like, fuck off. I know, because if she wasn't so hard, forget about it. Not even one episode, son. Forget about it. So, um, But she but she then goes searching for Sauron for hundreds of years. That's how long it took her before they found That means that King Dude, who's a human, was around for a hundred years. So what's going on here, son? I don't know. What's don't going know. on? Don't He's not a human pre- then. Don't pretend. I guess not. Okay. So there's that. And then Adar, whatever, the, the corrupted elf who's leading the, the orcs and yep, whatever else. That motherfucker. He tried to kill Sauron at whatever point and failed and then Sauron was going to take him out in that sixth episode of the show. Which, which was a nice double blind because mm-hmm. when, when the king human guy who happens to be Sauron, he gets that elf dude off his horse yep. and puts it, it's like, oh, he won. And the, the elf is like, eh, you know, whatever, this is you, I know you, whatever. Yep. If we were all cheering for Sauron, but in fact, it would have been better if that elf motherfucker took him out. So this is this is quite a lot with your I watched emotions. it a lot after the fact. But even by that point in time, I'm like, he's shifty. He's really shifty. Oh, he's really Before shifty. Before that moment in time. But it's even- there was a moment where Galadriel introduced him to the, the survivors of the attack, including yeah. the woman you think is very hot, who, is, who ends up kissing elf guy. And the, the, the healer. Theo's mum. Right, right. Starts with N. Can't remember her name. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And she's you are the king of the Southlands, return mm. to us? And he's like, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Sure I am. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, absolutely. hang on. That was, that's not the way a king fucking responds to things. But he was a reluctant king. Who Nevertheless. Was sea. I know, I know. My radar was going off big time by that okay. point in time. Well, yeah, fair enough. Look, I mean, okay, so so we've established the visuals are great. The story, perhaps, I, I like the story. I, I know it was a bit... Uh, Slow. Oh God. Frankly, but I was. House, oh, sorry, I was engaged each time. I tell you, I wasn't. No, really. The last three episodes, the sixth episode is the most action-packed of yep. both shows. Yes, very fair to say. Yes, contains again numerous dubious moments of what the fuck. Not least of which being we have the high ground in a defensible tower, and let's destroy that tower and abandon it for the low ground in the middle of the village, which we can't defend, which get attacked on all sides. Because we might kill a few orcs when we, we do our bloody Home Alone traps. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. Very dumb. Fair. Fair to say. Fair to say. So that um, annoyed me. And then, of course, they get caught and they're going to be killed. But then Galadriel arrives with the Nurem, Nurem Moor. Nurem Noor? The well, Nurem, yeah, that place. The pl- that place with all the, that the cattle. Cool. By the way, this show suffers big time from Game of Thrones. Just teleport fucking people where we need them to be. 
another sh- a factor of the ship riding. So they land at whatever port. Yeah. If if we're believing it's happening concurrently, yeah. the same day, and somehow they go across the whole land and arrive there just in time to save the townspeople from being killed by Adar and, uh, and the orcs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Boy, that was Game of Thrones. And there's not I even a fucking dragon flying people around. I didn't pick up on that. I will tell you though that those the the, the knights or the navy of N- Numidor or whatever N- it's yeah. called, right? Those are the coolest motherfuckers in the whole show. Like those motherfuckers have got like some sweet uniforms and they're human, but they're still pretty cool. And the places of you know they got this weird thing with the elves. I thought that was really cool. I did enjoy episode six, other than the stupidity of the plan and and the action. I thought a bit of action. I didn't. It didn't skimp on. It was as bloodthirsty as this show is going to get. You know, we saw people being stabbed and black bile kind of bubbling out of them. There was one dude who got stabbed really slow and yes, that was quite. Is, is, it harsh. is that even his name? I'm sorry, don't know his name, but I'll tell you this: that episode where uh, Galadriel is dodging spears and arrows by leaning upside down yeah. while riding a horse—that was fucking that cool, was the one, man. That's the episode I'm talking about. Yeah, and I'm like, that's the shit. And then that human dickhead at the end who uses the sword key—he's a cocksnot. He's the guy who fucked the whole place up and turned it mm-hmm. into motherfucking mid. What's it called? Uh, Mordor. Mordor. Um, Southlands into Mordor. And I was, this is one thing that I will agree with you is shit, right? So that key sword thing was supposedly wrapped in that cloth. It gets like finally, re- no one checks to see it's actually <laughs> the in there. Is it the turns out to be some motherfucking, di- like, you know, fucking Fugazi. And then, like, it just, no one checks. And, like, okay, someone had to have looked at this thing, surely, Yana. Anyway, there was that. But I think the biggest problem I had with the show was they should have just fucked off the fucking Hobbit storyline altogether. Like, oh, that, they're terrible. There was not a lot the, of, they're not Hobbits, they're half-foots. Ha- they're half-foots, exactly. So, um, uh, but that was like, there's one episode where it was like the whole, there's a whole song, someone singing, like, stop oh. singing! Cut this shit out. I know they needed the, it for the, the Gandalf Stranger guy. thing and the Stranger in the Hobbit storyline. It was so boring. It was almost as well. It was only slightly less boring. Sorry, slightly more boring, I should say, than the dwarves and Elrond talking. I didn't mind the endlessly. dwarves at all. Didn't mind the dwarves Ugh. at all. But the the half foot, fuck it. I was like, yeah, they should just piss that off. But I know it was important for some shit. So yeah, I mean, this, right. this last episode of this show is just the only things is are we confirmed? It's Gandalf and Sauron. That's it. That's what this last hour, 10 hours of show, and more than 10 probably. Most of these episodes are 70 and 73 minutes. So let's yeah. generously call it 10 and a half hours of TV. And where have we landed? It's just, I know it's just a prologue show, but what this show does not do well is each episode does not create a storyline which gets resolved like House of the Dragons does. House of Dragons, for example, the very first episode is, well, who is Viserys's? Air going to be, and mm-hmm. we get an answer by in the first episode. Second yep. episode is he needs to marry. Who's he going to marry? We get an answer by in the second episode. Most of the episodes have a through line that get resulted or paid off by the end of the episode, so it feels much more satisfactory. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. In House of the Dragon, you get more information, so it's more satisfying. In this one here, apparently the source material shows that the Balrog was birthed in the first place because the dwarves dug too deep. But if you didn't know that, you'd just wonder why the Balrog even appeared. Mm-hmm. You're like, why, why'd they show that? I actually think that the standout was, was the dwarves' relationship with Eldorn at the heart of the story. Oh, for me, for boring. me anyway. Um, I guess I wish that the think, focus... And maybe that's because I think the dialogue's really... On the nose. It's on the nose because, uh, well... We're all talking like pip, pip, hooray. But that's how they talk, right? I know, but it just annoys me versus the much more gritty, down-to-earth feel and execution of House of the Dragon. Now, that's what I think it is. Ultimately, I wish the focus of the series had more interesting things in it as opposed to 
well, things like the half-foots and this and that. I think that basically if they had given you more like Easter eggs or things to hang on to, you'd have found it a more enthralling series. I did enjoy it overall. Yep, fine. That's but fine. I'm here to tell you it's not as good as fucking... Wow. As, All right, um, so it changed. Yeah, I've changed. It's House not- of the Dragon in, in my house Go was on. appointment viewing on Monday or Tuesday night because so, the fucking we spoilers were everywhere. No shit. The night is dark and full of spoilers. Lord of My Rings. Mm. I did not watch the last three episodes till the last two days. Yeah. And I did not get spoiled by one single thing. Because there's not really that much to spoil. Again, they didn't give you enough information. They didn't give you I enough. I would have like, assumed I would have read somewhere that this dude's Sauron, this dude's. That's a good point. This dude's That's a good Gandalf. Point. But it didn't even seem to be generating that kind of chatter online. Hmm. Mm, that's, a, that's a good point I mean I, I don't think that's how we should judge the show but no no but it's just an interesting aside. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't worried about I don't I think said, it's my wife tapped out before the end of the first episode so this is one of the things I had to watch by myself and I could find an hour here or there or whatever else is and oh, I'm, no, not gonna, I'm not going to lie when I hit the half foot episode oh, segments I was pretty liberal with a fast forward button oh really skipping, skipping <laughs> 10 seconds at a time forward like okay d- 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 everything else I watched but in some cases I was very regretful of that for no, you need a bit of that. Rings in, of power. Some, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, fair so enough. So overall, look, it's it was really honestly, I didn't have a lot of huge expectations other than it would look beautiful. I guess that was met. I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but the Hobbit films really tempered my enthusiasm for that world in terms of here's the difference between what you can do so well when you prepare and do everything. You know, put put everything. Everyone's working at the top of their game. Peter Jackson, obviously, most definitely included. Mm. And then the opposite. When we're not organized, we're just doing a fucking cash-in and we try and make one fucking story into three films. That's the problem with The Hobbit. Yep, yeah. Again, I don't think yeah. you've even seen The Hobbit. I haven't been but on your recommendation. So This feels like the same. We've gotten permission to use certain elements of Tolkien's storyline, the second age, but we're not allowed to do it in a formally connecting right with all the subject matter. Is that the There's thing? There's some limitations and whatever else. But we're still acting as if this is a prequel to the Peter Jackson trilogy and so they feel like a little bit hamstrung in terms of what they can and can't do but we've got 50 whatever how many thousands of years it is in this age to play with and this is the 10 hours of a 50 hour story they got to tell us too long Mm. you can't like if we think about the comparison of the extended edition of the Lord of the Rings trilogy which runs for give or take 13 13 and a half hours Really? By the yeah, if you add the, they're all about four hours long. I think Return Fucking of the King is four and a half, hell. something along those lines. Don't quote me. By the end of the first film, we're one third of the way. Through, by by two thirds of the way through the first film, we've had skirmishes, we've had really exciting, really interesting moments, we've had great character building. We care about all these characters. But who do you give a shit about in this show? Uh, Elrond. I care about Elrond. Do you? Care about Gladriel. I'm like, oh, Doogie, how's a fucking. The um, second? Well, he's trying to. Because I know, don't give a shit about Gladriel. Gladriel. I know she doesn't die because I know she's safe. I know Elrond doesn't die because I know he's safe. Yeah. So it it's robs everything. Of this well, that's the thing, though. It's I actually think that given what you're saying, the the the, the limitations were they've done quite a good job with an idea for a story. It's just the execution and the pacing yeah. that made it not sort good of enough. A bit low. It's not good enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To be well, much faster paced. Will you watch the second season? Oh, come I'd, on! I don't you're know. You're gonna watch the second season. I mean, if we're still doing the show, I'll probably watch it. But if we're not, I'm not sure I'd be rushing. To really? It. Oh, okay. Now I'll check that out. So yeah, look, I liked it overall. It's going to be two years till next season. Yeah, same with fucking House of My Asshole. So um, yes, that's true. So speaking of House, so do you want yes. to give a score for Rings Power? Can we talked about that most oh, sure. exclusively at this point? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's a uh, um, seventy-one. Forty-seven. Oh shit! Forty-seven. Didn't fail. even fucking pass. No, doesn't pass. Damn. Not good enough. If you took the visuals out of the show, it would be absolute yes, bad. You can't because it's a show. No, but I'm saying that's yeah. that's where they excel. All right, fair that enough. gets it to the two and a half star sort of level, but. 
but the story, the excitement, the care factor about the characters, I was openly groaning in pain in the last 20 minutes of the last episode. I'm like, we're spending 12 minutes for fucking Nari to say goodbye to her family and then Gandalf to spout some Gandalfy things and then walk <laughs> off. And then we spent seven minutes making the fucking rings. I'm like, oh my God, this is your end point for this show? Let's compare it with Half the Dragon, what happens in the last scenes of that show. That's the way you end a fucking season. Okay, let's get on to it then. Let's, yeah. let's, let's tell me about House of the Dragon, Polly. House of the Dragon is set 200 years before right. the events, or give or take 170 odd years before the events of Game of Thrones, and has this great and massive advantage. Of? You know that everyone in this show is dead yeah, yeah. by the time House of Game of Thrones starts. Yep. Because no one's magical and lives forever. Yeah. So, at the whole, the whole way through this show, because we know on the Game of Thrones pedigree, we know... On the basis Nobody's of how safe. no one's saved. Yep. So there are scenes that are fraught with tension and danger. Like, ooh, who's going to whatever? And then some dude gets his head smashed on the fucking table. And what? there are moments just where violence suddenly erupts mm. and someone gets killed off. And, then, and most of the time it's not predictable. Yeah. That alone wins this show for me hands down. Yeah, look, I think what um, get, well, House of Dragons has going for it is it is an unrelenting, harsh show. You said the violence when it happens is visceral. It's sudden. It happens, and you, uh, you know that this is the kind of show that does that. It's tension filled. It is tension filled, and it's interesting all the way along, pretty much. Yeah, right? there, there are moments. There are moments. I think this show could have been edited a little bit too. It's not. It's not perfect by any stretch of imagination. There's a horrendously bad, and this is where it really suffers. The presentation, House of the Dragon, does not look as good. Does not hold up compared to Rings of Power. That seventh episode where Damon and Rhaenyra are Rhaenyra, sorry, are coming together for Damon's wife's uh, funeral and yep. the whole family comes together, for some inexplicable fucking reason, they either shot it day for night or toned it down so dark. Oh, you couldn't see shit. It was horrendous. They, I actually did check on that. They did shoot it in the day and then put a filter over yeah. it to make it, and it looked like ass. But why? I don't know. Apparently, and again, I did a little bit of research around this, and some website was saying that promos for it, those conversations the two of them were having were in the daylight. So they yeah. made some executive decision after the fact to go, no, no, we need to make that dark. But I wonder why. Why? It yeah. looks fucking terrible. It looks like they've shot day for night. Even when, like, the, the what's his name, that, that one-eyed motherfucker went to go and grab the, and try and claim his own dragon, that was at night, and as well, you could yep. see fuck all. So it was like, yeah, that was a weird situation, and a weird, like, And, I, and like, to me, it just screams we're trying to cover up the budget, the budget shortcomings, because the dragons don't look, they, they look as good as they can probably look, but they don't look realistic. Oh, I, th- I think, yeah, look, they're, I mean, they're, they're fine, they're fine. They're, fine, they're but fine, but I'm saying, but mate, why would you do this? Why would you set that whole... Two, last two Thursday episode in the darkness Maybe when it wasn't why. meant to be. Maybe it's easier to make that's the dragon. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Okay, well, that's... The, I mean, this is... Well, let's put, speaking about the dragons, the one thing I will have an issue with, with, and this is maybe not the show, or maybe it's the George's writing or whatever, but there's like this, I don't know, 10 or 15 dragons, and they've all got different names, and they all have different writers, and they all have a different yeah, history. It's not well-defined who's I, who's. Am I no. supposed to understand how many 100%. dragons there are? And I'm like, okay, that's a bit fucking Agreed. weird. Agreed. The fact that... And then George Martin is talking about this a lot. All of the previous kings all have the same fucking name, Egon, fucking... Oh, well, even in this show. Oh, yeah, it's the same thing. We're like, going to name this next grandson Viserys. Yeah, oh, it's like, what a good name for a king, says the guy who's dying on his deathbed. I'm like, yeah, you would say that, wouldn't you? But but also, like, he's like, I get confused. It's like, because in Game of Thrones, it actually is a lot... I've just done well, a bit of research. We had a Viserys in Game of Thrones who, who died very early on. Yeah, but they all have the same name. So even you say, oh, King Viserys of this, of this. I'm like, wait, which one was that? And who does that... Re-? So that's a bit confusing and it's a bit annoying, to be frank with you. 
But uh, the the biggest thing that everyone's talking about with this show is the time jumps. Well, okay. So do they work, Paul? I don't think there's any choice in this show to not have them, given that it takes place over 28 years, this first season. And Martin's gone on record saying there's enough material in Fire and Blood for four seasons worth. So... Right, so I, I don't, I don't. Have can we with stay that. with the kids for another five? That would have been that would have been Rings of Power boring. I think it's not so much the issue of the. <laughs> I don't think it's so much the issue of the time jumps. It's more the swapping of the actors because King Kristen, oh, what's a king? Yes, Kristen you're right. Looks the same all the way through. You're right, but Vernira looks fucking. Different. So does fucking Otto Hightower. Otto Hightower is different again. I mean, obviously the king ages and looks very, very different than he does in the first episode. By yeah. the time he dies, I mean he's decaying. So one yeah. thing, but like I kind of see why they did this because the young Rhaenyra is a young-looking girl. Like, she, the actress is 22. I checked that out before I looked at yeah, her. Yeah, she's Australian. She's Aussie. Mm. And... Uh, Darcy, I can't remember her Yeah, but if you, I reckon if you age her up, she'd still look young because she looks young for a 22-year-old. Trying to make her look 36 or 40 or something would be much more difficult. So I don't have a problem with that. I think the Alicent age up between the young version of her and the older version of her, that's almost in... I, I almost like think it's the same girl. Uh, so that's pretty good. That was pretty good casting. Um, yeah, they do look. They do look much like Olivia Cook is the older version. Yep. Yeah. So that. So I mean, the, I don't actually have a problem with that. A lot of the internet was chucking shit about it. Going, I can't believe it. It's stupid. It's this. I'm like, nah, it's fine. Look, it, no, it's a problem. I will agree. And, and this show's not perfect. I'm not giving it a hundred no, out no, of hundred. No. Let's be. Let's be very, very clear here. There are some real problems with this show, and I think some of the presentation is part of it. Some of these decisions, they are jarring the time jumps. You do have to sort of locate yourself in time and place. And a couple of times, I obviously felt that and I just threw a line of dialogue out in the very first, felt very on the nose. Yeah. Now that we are 15 years removed, whoa, hey, hang on. Exposition, yeah. absolutely. I mean, that's that's better than a title card saying 15 years later. You know what I mean? But uh, I know, arguably. I know. I think though that when we, because we had done the first three episodes, right? Yep. So for me, it was like, okay, well, the you know the issue with this is that it's only about the Targaryens, whereas Game of Thrones was about everything, yeah. right? So you don't even see Winterfell, the North, or anything. I assume that shit will come in later. In the uh, one would think, yeah. right? So I'm, I'm I'm sitting there going, I'm missing the Starks. I really want to know what the Starks are doing, and they just sort of cursorily mention that they're around. Yeah, they, they start to Fine. become more mentioned and featured in the final episode. Yeah, but you hear about it. In effect, this show is a prologue as well. It's a prologue to the dance or the dance of dragon or the house, the war of the dragons whatever or whatever is. it's called. Yeah. where And we see why they come to pass. And I, I thought it was just a masterful ramping up of tension through the course of the second half of this show when, yeah. when they are adults. And they almost come back together. Viserys almost gets his wish. They're all at the table. That was one of the best episodes because like it, it went from this regal thing and then he comes out and he's all fucked up and he's like my wish is for you guys to get along and then for a short time it's like that in front and of Rhaenyra him stands up and offers a toast to uh to Alicent and says you know you're a good mother and you've been a wonderful wife to my father and and it looks, I have naught but respect for you and yeah. there's this moment of she can really see a warring that and she goes you know what you've been a good daughter because they were friends as kids yeah and they sort of you could say oh they're almost but then their own fucking kids ruin it ruin the whole thing. and that's what after Viserys leaves it turns into Jerry Springer man it's just like <laughs> boom, all of a sudden yeah fucking this strong that motherfucker I'm gonna bust your ass it was like oh that was good so that was pretty cool and like the, the thing about the Sir Kristen thing so he's like all about Rhaenyra he fucking kills that gay knight dude whatever and then like loses his shit yep. he's about to kill himself I'm like yeah hold on you got mm-hmm. you, you know and then the, the, the queen comes over and says don't do that shit then he becomes her man and presumably wants to fuck her but doesn't fuck her but he then starts hating Rhaenyra like fucking whore mm-hmm. and this and that I'm like shit this motherfucker really flipped it man 
it was kind of a cool like that was that was a really great episode I think so. Um, and there were a number of pretty great episodes in this show. We're like, what? not we're not at the season four, season five of Game of Thrones sort of level of like, damn, no. But we can't be. And, and no, we can't be. Season. It's early. It's early. You think back to some of the big markers in the first season of Game of Thrones. So we can spoil us for that. But why the hell would you listen to this if you haven't watched that show? Mm-hmm. You know, when if you hadn't read the books, we kill off Ned Stark. Yeah, like in episode eight or nine. I can't that remember was what huge. It was like what? That was insane. not quite that level of death here, or that bigger character. It's not like. Well, I guess technically Viserys, Paddy Considine was probably the top billed actor. Yeah. He does die around about the same point, but that was clearly going to happen. There was from, a telegraph, yeah. I think the very first moment he cut himself on, on the Iron Throne. So Yeah. But uh, these, other, these other major characters coming to the forefront and fight, aligning themselves, I found that really interesting, like the uh, Valerian, so Lord Corlys, and yep. how he and his wife, who was the one who was almost... The king. Queen. Crowned queen yep. in the very first episode. Mm-hmm. Now they eventually align with Rhaenyra, but despite the fact that they believe that Rhaenyra killed their son and their, their daughter. That's right. Because it's all about the fucking succession. It's all about the next well, king. The, it's all about the... Yeah. That's right. So even though apparently this was a change from the book. Oh, really? That uh, the, the gay son, mm-hmm. he died. He, he was, died, He didn't was he? killed. He didn't exile They himself. did murder him. Really? Or have him murdered. Whereas they allowed him to have this nice escape in this in this uh, show with his lover, which was lovely. No, it was much better. I mean, I was sitting there going, "Hey, he left his dragon behind, and he has to." And I'm like, "Damn, if there's a way, like, if mm, I suppose if the dragon leaves, all of a sudden it's no, you can just say the dragon was heartbroken. I would have tried to take the dragon with me. One guy talking. <laughs> Not sure you can disappear in anonymity. Yeah, you can't. If you've got a dragon. <laughs> Probably Good pretty point. tough, but that's quite a big thing for him as well. It's like, no, I'm just gonna like leave my dragon. Well, he was I never am. happy. He was never happy there. He was only following through on his duty, and mm. they offered him a chance. Well, you want out? You want to be living your best life? You know, our kids aren't your kids. Probably didn't say those words, but he knows because you yeah. just one fucking look at them, and there's Absolutely. no way that they are his children. That's right. And plus, he didn't fuck her. So well, well I think, tried. Well, I think nothing, they did, yeah, but probably out. not very well, and not very often, and all the rest of that. So good on him. He, he got out of there. I think um, Aegon, mm-hmm. the young Aegon. Uh, sorry, Aemon. Is that the one who would be king, or is that the, the guy one with the who became king? Is the is the the simp? That's but the a- one with the eye patch yeah. is bloody awesome. And is that Aemon? Yeah, that's Aemon. Yeah. He's going to be a great bad guy. I don't know. He's, he's got such a fucking. I just smelled a fart face. As an as a, the older actor has just got this fucking face. I'm like, yeah. he's going to be a cunt. And so, then when he gets his eye slashed out by, well, the boy ends up killing. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that was some weird casting because the younger brother looked older than the younger brother. Uh, yeah. Look, I, honestly, I have trouble keeping up with them. I even it took me a second to realize that the the insect girl's sister married her brother. Who's yes. The, I was like, oh, oh, they married now. Oh, yeah, well, so I, I guess see. she's the queen now, wasn't she? Or, well, or queen yeah. consort, whatever the official title is. It's all very is. weird. It's all very weird. Um, but yes, that is the that was the but the, the yeah, you're right. The the eye patch guy. We're just gonna call him that. He is, yeah, he's, and he's, the parallel between him and Damon is quite interesting. They never actually talk about it or face off properly, but it's like, you're just that guy. Yeah, the little brother who's really bitter. And that's the whole, this is the whole thing about this show. It's all about the the first brother. Because, like, that guy, the eyepatch guy, is the brother of, you know, whatever, who who has to fight for him. Same with Damon. Damon is the brother of the king who has to fight for his place. Yeah. You all, there's a lot of par- parallels like that in this show, and I think that's what makes it kind of interesting. It's always the fighting second brother, so it's yeah, kind of cool. I agree. I think the also the really smart thing in episode nine, it just focused on okay, the king died in, in episode eight. Mm-hmm. Episode nine was showing Allison and the High Towers response and how they tried to seize power and get her son because she's not. The, the other interesting thing is. 
because of his murmurings in his fever state, talking about a song of ice and fire, yes. she misinterprets what he's saying to be, oh, he actually does want his son. So she's not actually doing this from a place of duplicitous or... or, or or no, power-hungriness, and that's why she doesn't want to kill Rhaenyra. That's right. She's like, we didn't make him, like, yeah. he doesn't want to kill his daughter kind of thing. So she's still quite virtuous in that way. She had been, While at the same time she's still working really, for herself. really, I found her difficult to like and was definitely side with Rhaenyra by the middle point of yes. the show, but this sort of brought her back a bit for me. Well, she wants she, to win, but she doesn't want to kill, exactly. kill everyone. Exactly. Her, she's, she's, that's why she brought her dad back mm-hmm. and this and that kind of shit. And even so. that was cool where the two twin knights go out looking for Aegon when he's, and he's on his night of that debauchery. That was an awesome episode because of they're going into the township mm-hmm. and they're searching for the prince and all the secrets. You see the whorehouses. You see Aegon's a piece of shit who fucking he has kids and puts him in that that, yes. race, that fucking... Oh, God. oh my God. I, that was whole, I saw that little kid with the blonde hair mm-hmm. just sitting there waiting. I'm like, oh, they're going to have that kid just kill, just yep. die. And it's like, this is fucked up. Um, I didn't quite understand the rivalry between Alicent and her father. Like, Alicent's looking for the prince, so is he. Yeah. Whoever gets there first, what, controls the prince? Not necessarily. Yeah, I guess so. But then, but then it's, her, it's her son, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't really, I mean, I don't know. And it was weird that Lord Clubfoot fucking jacked it to her feet. I was like, oh! I was about to say, so, obviously, so that's how, that's the, his the Quentin payment. Tarantino of the show. <laughs> yes, that's his payment. He's like, why is he even throwing oh, no. it with her? Because he gets the jack off to her feet. I'm like, there's lots of women with lots of feet, mate. What's going on? Yeah, but none, none of them are the queen. Jeez. Or the que- yeah, the queen consort, whatever the oh title is. Oh my god, that's horrendous. Um, yeah, it was really uncomfortable. Well, th- but let's talk about this though. Um, You'd have been happy at least that there was more sex in the second half of the show because you were whinging about that after episode three. Not I wasn't sex. whinging. It was like, <laughs> it was like it's, the thing about Game of Thrones is the sex position was... Actually, that, you're right. They really don't use that that much in this show. Mm. The best thing about that episode, though, is at the end where fucking the, the queen, the, well, the queen, whatever that chick is, like... Alison Reg- Hightower, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, the the fucking the old the one who was supposed to be queen, but then Viserys got it. She busts out of the floor with her fucking dragon, killing quite a few people, I might add, and was about to maybe flame the entire yeah. royal family and look each other in the eye and, and stop. And I'm like, why did she do that? I'm like, I guess I know why because she wants them to know she could have. She didn't do it because she'd then be marked. Like and everyone would want to all around. Him. I don't. I think it was like a motherly kind of recognition of I can't. I wouldn't. After what's happened to my kids, I can't kill it. Is this that what you think happened? Kids, yeah. yeah. Mm. Probably, maybe both. But I honestly think it was more about, oh, I, I can see the pain you're going to be in. I'm not going to cause that to you because I've been through that pain. Really? She seemed to me to be far more ruthless than that, but I see what you mean. I mean, after they locked her up and everything, I thought she was just going to do it. But of course, then we don't have a show. Yep. She then flies off and, and warns fucking, you know, Rhaenyra and Damon and all that sort of thing. And I think that... I mean, that whole next episode, the stillborn and everything, that was not a good episode to watch while you were eating. Trust me. <laughs> sure, I would agree. Uh, but that, but it, was a, it was a cool thing to show now Rhaenyra's side and Damon's side of the yes, equation. Yes, because they didn't even appear in that episode. Yeah, and she's desperately trying to stave off war because all her advisors are saying, we've got to strike now, we'll strike while we can and yeah. confirm the bannerman we've got. And she's like, no, the duty of a leader, of a king or queen, is to keep their people safe, not yes. march them straight into war. And then when Rhaenys... If that's how you say her name, the, the woman who didn't burn everyone yes. with the dragon. Yes. She says to her husband, she's the only one against a whole room of men who is trying to avoid war. And yes. that's ultimately why they throw in with her. That's right. And, and you know, this is the whole, like, you know, the women are the only ones who want to keep the peace. Yeah. The men are just like, fucking piss of vinegar, let's fucking do this yep. shit. Yep. But, I mean, I don't, by the way, just before we, before we leave this, the, the, the dagger that the, that the king has, 
The one that gave Aegon. That yeah. he gave Aegon and this and that, right? That dagger having survived all of these hundreds of years and then being the one that... Oh, that, is that the knife that kills? That's the Arya one that Arya kills uh, to use because it's a Valyrian steel dagger, that. Very right? nice, yep. That is very cool. I think, oh, we made it all the way through. But at one stage, that was used by the Catsport to try and kill Bran. And then the wolf yep. killed that guy. So it went everywhere, this knife, and it came back to the family and finally was used by Arya, the ninja, to save the entire world, basically, by killing... That's pretty cool. So I just want to say that was a very cool Fair thing enough. about it. Fair enough. But the big thing about this episode, Paul, mm. is the dragons. And, like, so the young fucking, like, strong, whatever guy, um, the young the young prince, goes to fly to wherever it is, a Baratheon's um, fucking storm's end. No, it's not Storm's Baratheon, it's Tully, I think. Is it Tully? I thought it was Storm's End. Anyway, Which one of those places. Maybe it was Storm's End. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, don't worry, they'll be really happy that is a that prince Baratheon's came. Is that Baratheon's Storm's End? I think it was. Storm's I thought, okay. Storm's yep. I thought it was, yeah. And then he gets there and he's like, hi, I just wanted to say mom says hi. And he's like, yo, your, your nephew, uncle, whatever cracker is here with the motherfucking like, eye patch. And he offered like to marry one of my daughters. What are you offering? Just good fucking harsh language. And so, okay, all that shit happens. He fucks off You're in right. his little dragon, the big, fat, huge, mm-hmm. 12 sandwich-eating Godzilla-ass dragon. That whole scene where you see the crack underneath and you see how big the other dragon is. Yep. That was the shit. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah, beautifully filmed. Really, really cool. And then when he just eats the other dragon and him, and then you see Eye Patch going, "Oh shit!" And even he's like, "Oh, I, no!" He was trying to stop that from happening. He didn't well, want that to happen. He both, wanted to take an eye, but he didn't want to kill him. Both dragons, because uh, early on in the series, you see Viserys saying that you know the the idea that we control the dragons is an illusion, mm. and it, both of them had happened because the reason that the the, the young knight, or whatever the the, the he's, he's like, "Serve me, serve Luce, me," but the thing, fl- yeah. yeah. That dragon spat fire at the big dragon, which he didn't want. Yep. That made the big dragon. Eat it. Lose it shit. Yep. And both of the writers didn't want that to happen. So, yeah, the dragons do whatever they want, kind of. You're right. It was Baratheon. Boris Baratheon. So, yeah, look, all right. I think that's probably enough for the long episode of review it episode is, here is, of these two shows. <laughs> Clearly, we're both preferring House of Dragon, though it does have problems. Here's where I would score House of Dragon as a 70, I'll say 72. Yeah, 78. Okay. 78 for me. And you know what? So, this slightly is better for you, way better for me. Yeah. Than Rings of Power. This is the thing. So, the next season is the big war because it just ends with fucking the, well, it's looking to the camera. It, and then we can't have that. 10 more episodes building up to a war. It's just that how long does this war last and how is it? I mean, I'm interested that there's 40, sorry, 30 more episodes to go on a 40 episode show given that we are presumably launching into a war from here. Maybe two or three episodes is how this war gets launched. But surely before the end of the second season, we have a lot more action. Can I assume you have not read? No, I didn't read Fire and Blood. I've got yep. zero interest. Yeah. Right. Fucking publish Bloody Winds of Winter, <laughs> George Martin. Then you'll get my money. But until then, get fucked. So, yeah. All right. That's our review of House of Dragon and The Rings of Power. Did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? Are uh, you a huge Tolkien fan who can tell us how we got everything wrong about The Rings of Power? And are you a huge Fire and Blood fan who can tell us all the stuff you missed in that show? Let us know via email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter at thecountdownpc, you can like and follow the show through Podbean where we host Check out the Facebook community links in the show notes for all discussion around everything Countdown and the CountdownPodcast.com is our website for links to everything else, including our Patreon. Get involved. Thanks so much for joining us today. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been the Soundboard. Hot damn! When a dragon breathes on you. We'll catch you next time. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>